Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Matt Aponte, who is a mindset coach and entrepreneur. Matt, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Timothy? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. Um, So I am... um, a professional uh, mindset coach uh, for entrepreneurs. And um, I'm a lifetime entrepreneur since the age of 16. I think that's like 17 years now. Um, and so what I what I do is I, uh, through my own developments over the last 13, 14 years of running this uh, most recent business that I have, um, I have combined mindset and um, uh, sub uh, self-sabotaging beliefs uh, and eliminating them to be able to achieve the the success that I have in my life right now. And so over the last few years, I've been doing that to help um, people uh, to do that as well. And so what do I do for fun? Um, that's kind of what I do for fun. You know, I'm, I think I'm a little boring because I love I love helping people. Um, you know, with, uh, with their mindset, with overcoming self-sabotage and, you know, achieving their highest selves. Um, and in addition to that, uh, probably traveling, you know, traveling and seeing new places and, um, and being definitely out outside and outdoors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I don't think that is boring at all. I think it is <laughs> so key to really find what you're passionate about, find what you love to do and then do it. Right. Like if that's what you find fun, go for it. And traveling and being outdoors and stuff is cool, too. (laughs) (laughs) So awesome. Tell us about um, mindset, like limiting beliefs. We all have them. We all deal with them. We all kind of run into that negative voice that we all have in our head. So for somebody who is just getting started in mindset work, what would be the first one or two things that you recommend they do? Or think? Uh sorry i said or think do or think oh yeah <clears throat> well you know that's that's a that's a really good question the way that you phrase that cuz it's also a challenging question um you know because 90 90 uh you know we have on average between 12 and 60,000 thoughts a day and 92% of those thoughts are the same thoughts we had the day before and um 80 some percent of those thoughts are negative thoughts and you know and so it, to to be able to um say think something differently is a lot harder than it seems because everything that we think is based on our you know feelings emotions because it goes you know thoughts i think therefore i am and so when you think you have a reaction to that and then you act according to that reaction and so most people um kind of go about their day uh on autopilot and just uh kind of um, reacting to everything that they come into contact with in their life. You know, people, something that somebody said, something they hear on the radio, a conversation with their friend, spouse, loved one, business partner, whatever. <clears throat> and they're constantly reacting. 
and not really giving any thought <laughs> to their thoughts that they're having that are causing all of these reactions. And so the I think the number one thing that I always try and help people do um, is to become aware. Um, so it's called, the technical term is called meta-awareness. Uh, I like to call it hyper-awareness. And essentially what meta-awareness means is to be aware and critically think about the thoughts that you're having. So, you know, uh, it, and it takes, a, takes a lot of practice. Um, you know, so like, for instance, if you are driving down the road and <clears throat> you come to a crosswalk and this person is crossing in front of you and not even looking, you know, uh, at you and they're on the phone and you get triggered by that. Um, well, thinking about the thought that you had of that person before you react or realizing that and being like, well, why, why did I get upset at them? You know, why, why did they piss me off? Is it because, you know, I felt like they had no respect or, or they had total disregard for me? Or is it because they were wearing a, a red jacket and orange shorts? And I think that they have horrible fashion taste or what, you know, what it is, or, or are they overweight and smoking? And I just think that they're the scum of society. And so I felt like honking my horn at them. So I, um, really being critical about the reactions that you're having and tracing them down to the thoughts that you have, <clears throat> excuse me, can reveal so much, actually reveal everything about our pre-programming and the, the predispositions that we have, um, in anything in our life. And so how do you do that? Um, you know, you, some people write a journal, uh, they write down things. Um, they will take the the moment at that time and say, "Whoa, okay, I, I had a, I felt a little triggered. I got an emotional response for that, or I snapped at my, you know, friend, husband, spouse, whatever it is. Why did I do that?" Some people will do that on there. And so when you begin to develop that, what happens? And it takes a lot of humility to to do that because we'll begin to see that in certain aspects, maybe not every aspect of our life, but in certain aspects of our lives we will begin to see faults, right? Be like, wow, I could be better in that area. But you know, we have to see where the problem is in the engine before we can fix it and get it running optimally. So that would be, I think, the number one thing that I would, I would uh, share with your audience. There we go. Think about your thoughts. <laughs> I like that a lot. Grant Cardone was, um, he was, you know, motivational guy, big rah-rah tenant. Yeah. Um, he was talking and he said, if you're not happy with where you are and your thoughts and actions that you've done up until this point have gotten you to where you are, you should question everything you think and everything you do. I was like, that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I, I think it's great that you are a mindset coach for entrepreneurs because it ties really well into like what you think about sales, what you think. Like I was just in a Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi um, Thrive Challenge. And they're like, sales is service. And if you don't believe that sales is service and you're thinking sales will make you look like a villain, basically, you know, that might impact how you sell will impact your business, so on and so yeah. forth. So, yeah. And, and it goes a lot deeper than that, you know, um, and I'll share an example of myself that I think a lot of entrepreneurs uh, could probably relate to. So I started <clears throat> my longest running 
and most successful business I started um, in 2009. And I was a digital marketing agency. And I started it, you know, right in the middle of the, the you know, the, one of the biggest global recessions, economy crashes that we had, because I, my life was kind of like a country music song. You know, I lost my wife. I, I literally lost my dog, my cars, my house. I lost everything. So I was rock bottom. And long story short, I figured, well, you know what? Now's the time to start a new business. Um, there's no better time to, to start doing what I love and what I want than now, because I have nowhere else to go. So I did that. We got into photography, video production that turned into video advertising, advertising, online, digital marketing, you know, up to where it is today. But whenever I <clears throat> started in 2009, I set a goal because a friend of mine, um, who was, I, I had this interim job, hundred percent sales uh, commission job. And one of the guys that I befriended there, who was the top salesperson in the company, handed me this book. And the book is called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Oh it's my very, gosh, I love that book. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a it's a very well-known book and it's changed many people's lives. All of the greats, um, you know, Earl Nightingale, you know, Bob Proctor, Tony Robbins, the list goes on. <clears throat> and so after reading that, I started taking into account some of the, the principles that were in there. And I set a goal. I said, okay, 10 years, um, you know, I'm going to have a million dollar company. So fast forward uh, to th June, June 6th, 2018. So now we're nine years coming up on my nine year anniversary. Um, a lot has happened, still doing the same business. Um, it's it's uh, evolved since then. Now we're just on uh, SEO, digital marketing video advertising and we don't do any video production or photography or anything like that anymore. Um, and we've been, you know, relatively successful, but I've had to kickstart the business and, and, and regrow it a couple times in those eight years. And so, um, we had, were, we previously were living in Florida and at this time in 2018, I was living in Colorado and I pulled up to my office and, and whenever I looked at the date on the, on my phone, I was like, holy crap, I'm, this is like almost my nine year anniversary. It was like four days, you know, till my nine year anniversary of starting the, the, uh, the business. And for a second, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. I've been doing the same thing for a long time. That's consistency. That's awesome. And then it hit me. I remember I set a million dollar goal to have a million dollar company, million dollar valued company in 10 years. And I was not even a 10th of the way there. And whenever I had that realization, I literally had a mental breakdown. I was just like, what in the world? And <clears throat> I just kind of, I really broke down. And to be honest, like I cried. I sat there in my car under this pine tree in this parking lot. And I cried uh, because I felt so defeated that I was nowhere near my goal. And I was just a year away. And so I kept, you know, all of these reasons in my mind, blaming people as my partner, you know, cause he never, he didn't work as much as I did. It was all my clients because they didn't want to pay as much as we needed to pay. You know, it was because we moved out a few years uh, before to Colorado and I, I lost 60% of my clientele, all of these excuses. Right. And whenever I was done blaming everyone and everything, I was even blaming my wife because at that time I didn't feel that she was supportive enough and yada, yada, yada. And whenever I was done blaming everybody, this, you know, I kept asking myself, why, why, why I'm so talented. You know, I've done this for so long. I've clearly mastered my art and, and, you know, all of my clients love me. Why am I not growing? And this whisper in the back of my head said, you're the reason 
you are the reason you are not where you want to be. And as soon as that dawned on me, I had a light bulb moment because rather than being more defeated and be like, oh my God, I'm a total, you know, F up. Um, you know, I don't know if you can curse or not, but, but you know, being a total screwball and, and being harder on myself, I, uh, I actually felt more empowered because I said, well, wait a second, if I'm the problem, then I can fix that. Yep. And so what that did is that really turned me on to this obsessive compulsive um, desire to find out what was going on with me that caused me not to reach my goal. So I started diving into human behavior. I remembered the book, Think and Grow Rich Again. I went back and started reading that. Um, you know, by this time there was a plethora of stuff on YouTube. Um, and so I started just reading and learning and reading NLP, um, which led me to hypnosis and meditation and all of these things. And it all pointed back to, there was something in that happened in my life from the time I was born to the age, to age 13, that was a programming that was keeping me a limiting belief, if you will, <clears throat> that was keeping me from reaching that goal. And this was the hardest thing for me. And maybe some of your audience can relate to this because, you know, you're like, well, I'm not afraid of success. Like who the hell is afraid of success, right? I have no fear of success. That's not even a thing, you know, maybe a fear of failure. Sure. But not a fear of success. Cause that's the thing that kept coming up and then money, right? You know, I was raised in a, an extremely religious background. We were always told money is the root of all evil. You should be happy with what you have and not desire for more, blah, blah, blah. List goes on and on. And I'm like, yeah, but I want more money. I know that being a multimillionaire, I'd be able to help not only myself, my family, but everybody. I'd be able to, I'd be, be able to be a better philanthropist. I'd be able to, be, you know, to, to impact the world in a positive way. So I know, I know consciously that money is not bad. But the thing was, is that my subconscious wasn't on the same boat. My pre-programming um, was still of what it was back whenever I was, you know, going to church three, four times a week. And the pastor was up there saying, money is the root of all evil. If you're chasing, you know, riches, it's like chasing after the wind, all of those things. And I never took the time to go back to reevaluate my base programming, what I like to call it, and to see if that needed to be updated to match my current conscious beliefs and thoughts. <clears throat> and so whenever I started to really dive deep into that, I, I I was like listing out all of these things. Oh my gosh, these were my beliefs. I can remember these things. I can remember my mom saying this, my dad saying this, money doesn't grow on trees, yada, yada. All of these idioms and scenarios and sayings that once get repeated over and over and over again, they become part of our belief systems. And then they run silently in the background of our mind. And we automatically think, feel, react, and take actions based on those silent programmings. Because 95% of our thoughts, feelings, actions, emotions, actions, reactions are based on our subconscious programming, on that, on that underlying automated programming that we don't even pay attention to. So once I understood that, I started going into, well, how do I change this? That took me into hypnosis. So I did some hypnosis. I did some self-hypnosis. Um, then that took me into NLP, being able to consciously do triggers and doing things that obviously led me to affirmations and vision boards and, and things that they're constantly feeding my mind with what I want to become. 13 months later, um, one thing I didn't add in there is that my, my wife and I were also at that very point, which is probably why I broke down and cried, uh, we're in the middle of, of almost a divorce. 
right? So we we both um, decided that it probably wasn't going to work out. So everything was crumbling in my life. <clears throat> then 14 months later, from that point, um, I had an evaluation of my company and it was valued at $1.3 million. So I took a company from making 70 some thousand dollars a year to now a $1.3 million valued company, all simply by reprogramming myself and looking into my limiting beliefs that were keeping me from achieving that. So I shared that example with you and with everyone, because I'm not alone in this. There's countless people, right? That you can see that have had these types of, um, these types of, of experiences and all of these very successful people like Grant Cardone, you mentioned as one of them, they have this belief inside of them that says, I deserve more. I can be more. I can be the most famous, the most wealthy in my sector or whatever. That's just a belief that they have. It's not a conscious belief because they're proud and they want to be like, I'm cool. It's that deep, deep inner belief. And because of that, they do and take the actions and see the opportunities that need to be seen and taken and accomplished in order for them to get to where they are. So whenever I work with entrepreneurs, um, you know, I, I do a little bit of digging, you know, and, and what, what's, what's the biggest thing is I say, let's pull out your profit and loss sheet for the last two years, three years, five years. And, and you can, a lot of times you'll see there's always a ceiling. There's always a financial ceiling. Their business will hit and then it'll bounce yeah. down and then it'll go up and maybe they'll break through and it'll stay up there for a little bit. And then it'll go down or, or you'll see these different ceiling levels, these financial um, blueprints, I call them that they, they reach and they reprogram. And whenever you see that, then we're like, okay, well, what are, what are your limiting beliefs around your ability to do whatever it needs to be to break through that? And then we kind of discover that and, and, and move through that. I love that. I love that. I, um, I read the big leap by gay Hendricks for like, yeah. First time a couple, I think it was maybe six months ago, 12 months ago. Mm-hmm. And that book <laughs> described the upper yeah. limit problem, which is that, you know, you get a little bit of success, but then you're outside of your temperature of success, whatever yes. you've been programmed from zero to 13. And so you find a way to get back into that temperature, which is why self-sabotage happens. And man, that blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang, it's so right. Cause I was like, I was in that same position of like why am i why am i self-sabotaging like why are things just not working out when i i would even be like doing the same things but like not quite all the way if you know what i mean and so yeah yeah, i'm the reprogramming is key it's key yeah well and to not only success um but you know relationship success familial success family success everything in your life anything you know um, the ability to lose weight, be healthy, love yourself, overcoming anxiety, extreme sicknesses. It, our, our autonomous system runs 95% of our daily activities, which also includes the way our nervous system reacts to things, our immune system, um, our heartbeat, our eyes blinking, you know, all of these things. And so when we, and, and neuroscience proves it, um, epigenetics proves it now also that if we can rewire those, those beliefs, because you have the, you have the conscious, you have the, the subconscious, and then you have the unconscious, and then you have the superconscious. So you have these different levels of consciousness, but the unconscious 
is actually our um, our organs. And so, you know, like fear um, uh, is is stored in the liver um, and the heart. And so different areas of our body are like hard drives. And so when we when we experience some very traumatic emotional, whether it's it's positive or negative emotional um, things, and they're from the past, they get stored in in our unconscious body. And so whenever we need our subconscious mind is like, oh, we're experiencing something. We match that to whatever that was back years and years and years ago. And then we say, okay, well, this person said something. I'll use an example of slamming the cabinet doors. This person slammed the cabinet doors. That must mean that they are very upset. Okay. Because whenever I was a child, Every time my mom would get mad at my dad, she would slam the cabinet doors, right? And she would then they would yell and they would get in this huge argument. And so what then we begin to uh, what happen is is like we're there studying on the laptop in the kitchen, and then our spouse or friend slams the cabinet door, and then all of a sudden we're triggered, and we don't know why we're triggered. Well, the reason why we're triggered is because our our subconscious mind said, "Boom, this happened in our environment." And now I have to go back to my catalog, which is 20, 30 years old and be like, how are we supposed to react to this? And then we had that learned behavior that our mom was always really upset and mad whenever she slammed him. And then now we're reacting to our spouse be like, well, are you pissed? And they're like, no, I just, I just slammed the door. Sorry. I didn't mean slam the door. Right. And so it, it's, it goes so deep into everything that we do um, that we don't even realize it. And so even more than business, we can uh, really begin to change our lives and our interactions with people by, um, you know, I, I like to say this and this kind of sums it up is, is that our phones and our computers, the software is updated, you know, every six months, every three months, whatever it is. But when's the last time that we updated our subconscious software that for most of us is 20, 30, 40, even 50 years old? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, awesome. Let's go ahead and jump into your dreams. Actually, I have to ask this. We're running okay. long on this specific topic, but it's yeah. then we'll jump into your dreams and goals. So say somebody wanted to reprogram their subconscious software or unconscious software every six months. How would they do it? Um, so that is, you know, so number one, through awareness. Um, and then number two, um, I, there's a simple process that I, I share with my clients called debugging your software. And, and, um, when you do it once, it's something that you can do. And I wouldn't say every six months, I'd say about once a year, um, you know, maybe every eight months, eight to 12 months. Um, because once you do it the first time, you'll find that, well, again, science proves that it takes 66 days to fully grow a new neural pathway, right? So we all hear the 21 day thing, like learn a new habit in 21 days. Well, in 21 days, you're just growing a new neural pathway. It's just like a little bush. In 66 days, it's a full blown tree, okay? So whenever you start to change your behavior, if you have that in mind and you stick to it that long, then you'll be able to move on to something else because you've fully grown that new neural pathway. And it is no longer going to be starved by any of your older neural pathways. And you can continue to move on with that new behavior. So how do you do it? Um, <clears throat> is a simple question. So we have uh, different categories of our life, health, wealth, love, relationships, success, right? And you can add whichever ones you want on there. So you ask yourself a question. What are the thoughts I have about myself when it comes to success? 
wealth, finance, whatever it is. Now, the trick here is to write down the very first thought, feeling, emotion, pictures, words that come to your mind. You can't analyze it, right? Whereas like years ago, I said, what are the thoughts I have about myself when it comes to making millions of dollars? I would have been like, well, yeah, I want to. I, you know, my initial reaction would be like, oh, well, you don't need that much money. You know, be grateful for what you have. And then constantly I would have been like, no, that's not my belief. My real belief is this. Well, you can't do that. You have to take that very first thought, feeling, vision, picture. Maybe it's a, a memory that come from your past and you have to write that down. And keep asking yourself that question and write down five, six, 10 things of those. Once you become aware of what I, this is what I call debugging the script. Once you become aware of what your true thoughts, feelings, and programming is around that particular subject, then you can start to change that. And so how do you change that? Um, one of the you know easier ways is you can either do... Um, you can do hypnosis. You can do self-hypnosis. Um, NLP also works. But one of the easier, longer lasting things to do is to take those three, four, five things that you wrote down and create positive versions of them. So this is where like positive affirmations come in. And <clears throat> anything that we repeat long enough becomes a belief. And so you uh, essentially, every morning that you wake up, every night you go to bed, you read those. Um, you read those to yourself three or four or five times, put them on your mirror, put them on the dashboard of your car. Re I even went so far as to recording them into my phone and then finding an app on the app store that literally looped them. And I would go around with my headphones in, in my ears of me just repeating these things over and over and over and over again, um, because it's called auto-suggestion. When we tell ourselves something, it's auto-suggestion. That's the most powerful form of suggestion. So that would be the the probably the most powerful DIY way that I could, I could answer your question. I gotcha. So one, awareness. Two, take the awareness of those thoughts and turn them into positive thoughts, the thoughts you want to have. And three, employ the law of auto-suggestion, which is basically repetition of you saying the things to yourself or you reading the stuff to yourself. And now do you put visualization in there with auto-suggestion? That's great. <clears throat> if you, if you can put visualization, yes, that's, that just turns it up to, to level 10 visualizing you. yourself, um, doing and achieving the things that you, uh, that you want to achieve, you know? So if, if you, if, if it's lack of success or lack of finances, which is the biggest thing, I, I keep touching on that because that's what a lot of people want. Um, then visualize yourself being successful. If you want the perfect client, visualize yourself shaking hands with that dream client, you know, um, signing that contract, receiving that retainer, whatever it is. And you do that on a, on a regular basis um, and feel good. That's another thing. Feeling good when you're visualizing, really getting yourself into that state and being like getting excited about it. That is a very, very powerful key because emotion is what triggers and anchors these feelings into our subconscious and unconscious mind. Without any emotion, then there's nothing for it to hold on to. So adding that emotion to it also. I love it. I love it. And last question, and then we're going to have to blow through the rest of the podcast. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so a lot of people will have like 
five things for their family, five things for their friends, five things for their fitness, five things for their finances, and five things for their faith. Like 25 things that they want to improve mm-hmm. in their life, 25 thoughts that they want to change to positive thoughts. Mm-hmm. How many do you suggest that a person focuses on at one point in time? So I know you said it takes 66 days to kind of get that new neural network. So let's say they've, they're focusing 70, 66 to 90 days at a time. How many do they focus on in that time frame before they move on to another set? I'm so glad you asked this question because when I first started uh, years ago, when I first started working with my clients doing this, I would do that same thing. And we would cover, you know, all areas of your health, wealth, love, relationships, finances. And and then they would even add, you know, some like social capabilities, imposter syndrome, that kind of stuff, right? Um, and the success rate was was so much lower than I wanted it to be. And so I went back and I studied and and the answer to that is one at a time. One at a time. And and focus on one area at a time because that will, you know, because where focus goes, energy flows, right? So wherever our energy is going to, if we're trying to, you know, imagine ourselves like, you know, sitting there focusing really hard, trying to grow a neural pathway, right? And and every new thought. So if we're talking about health, wealth, or if we're talking about finances and scarcity mindset and fear of not having enough money, well, that's one collection of of bush and shrubs, right? And if we're talking about self worth and and all these other things, well, that's a whole nother thing. If we're talking about love relationships, that's a whole nother thing. So if we're trying to divide our energy into growing three or four or five different shrubs, quote unquote, at the same time, well, they're all going to grow so much slower. But if you focus on one and you just focus on that one, and then every 66 days or reevaluate or do it every 90 days, then you reevaluate yourself by the same questions that I gave you before. And then you're like, okay, I'm scoring myself. And I actually give a score system um, uh, type where there's like 33 questions that I ask them and they score themselves on a rate of one to 10. And then if they get the closer they are to 300, um, they uh, th- then we're like, okay, we're good. Then let's move on to your next thing. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, one at a time. So in a year you could you know really do four of them. And what you'll find what you'll find is that they're all interconnected in some way or the other, right? So like your self-worth or imposter syndrome is going to bleed into maybe one of the reasons why you're not having the most successful relationships, loving relationships that you have, you know, or, or whatnot. And, and maybe why you haven't grown your business, right? You know, because you might have the most amazing product in the world, but if you don't feel worthy about it or self, you know, if you're not confident, then you're not going to tell the whole world and tell everybody that you meet. So they all kind of bleed into each other. So you'll notice that when you start working on one and focusing on that, that's going to trickle down into the others. So it's kind of like this boil over, you know, spillover effect that happens. I gotcha. I gotcha. That is a challenge to me because I recently, <laughs> I call them my Bob Proctor statements. Um, yeah, I've, written, yeah. I've written out the, I'm so happy and grateful now that, and it's kind of for yes. three areas of my financial life. Like I do a little bit of day trade and do some real estate and have a coaching practice. I've written out statements for all those. And I've also been reading a lot of success literature and it's like, it always comes down to focus. And I'm like, man, I should really probably just be focusing on one of these three, but I love them. I love all three of them so much, <laughs> <laughs> but I really should only be focusing on one. And so I, th- I asked that question for me. So I hope the audience got value, but that was purely selfish. Let, let me super quick. If you want to do that, find someone who can create, I'm kind of self-plugging here. Cause I do this too, but 
find someone that can create subliminal messaging that loops, all right, about a hundred times a second um, that you can listen to while you sleep. Because when we're sleeping, our subconscious mind can receive uh, unlimited amount of information. Okay. So if you, if you want to do all of that, focus on one every day consciously, but while you're sleeping, if you can get yourself all of these affirmations and you can list them all and then get someone to create a sleep track with rain sounds, whatever it is, and then have all of these subliminals paying thousands and thousands of times a minute at night for seven, six, eight hours a night, then you can kind of do it all at once because our subconscious mind has no no limitations, but our conscious mind does. So just a little extra tip there. I like that. Awesome. Right. Well, now we are going to jump into your dreams right. and goals. What is your vision for your life and your company? Um, so my my vision for my company is to be the number one uh, video SEO um, agency in the world. Uh, the leading video company in the world. Um, and, you know, through that, uh, my dream vision and goal is to be able to go around the world and speak on a lot more stages, um, shake hands, touch lives, uh, to be able to help people to achieve, you know, the levels of success that they've always desired and wanted to, but for one, some reason or other, they just haven't been able to break through to that. Love it. Love it. So number one video SEO agency in the world and going around the world, speaking on stages, shaking hands, changing lives, touching lives. That's it. Yeah. Love it. Any other dreams or goals you want to chat about before we move on? Uh, uh, you know what? To spend uh, 14 days in the Maldives, that would be amazing. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Or maybe, maybe three months. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, awesome. If there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take the next step towards these dreams and goals, who would they be and how would they help you? Uh, that would have to be Napoleon Hill, um, author of Think and Grow Rich, um, and then also Earl Nightingale. Um, I, you know, there are there are some of the uh the the forward thinkers of our time, and I say our time in quotes, um, but I would just love to kind of sit with them and ask specific questions about, you know, my particular challenges that I've been going through, um, you know, with the business and, and really just like pick their brain, um, uh, on how to, uh, uh, to, to just go to that next highest, higher, higher level. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Have you read the law of success by Napoleon Hill? No, that's the one I have not read from him. It's funny you said that because I literally was reminded about it because I'm I was listening to it uh uh um an audiobook and of Earl Nightingale's and he referred to the law of success. And that's one of the books that he has that I forgot about, but then I wanted to read, but I haven't read it yet. I got you. It's a longer one. It's like 23 hour audiobook. So well, definitely is a longer one, but in my head, it was like think and grow rich on steroids. Like it went into all the stuff think and grow rich did, but then it like also had some kind of other just tidbits. Like it talked about, I don't know if think and grow rich talks about saving. I need to go reread think and grow rich, but the law of success talks about like the habit of saving the habit of like, uh, doing more than is asked of you or the man who does more, um, than he is paid for will soon be paid for more than he does. Mm. All of that stuff was in the law of success. And so, I just, uh, it was a good one. 
Yeah, I, I'll uh, I'll put it on my Audible now. I like that. Thank you. Of course, of course. Awesome. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. First question is, what is your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. I think you know what my favorite book is. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. The one that changed my life, uh, Think and Grow Rich. Um, movie. Um, oh, uh, the 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 John Wick, the John Wick trilogy. Oh, there we go. That that is, I I yeah, I have to say hands down. I've never been one of those people who's like, oh, it's my favorite movie. But when when I was watching these, I'm like, this is my favorite movie franchise of all time. Um, and the other one, what what was the other question? A podcast podcast in this one of course oh yeah darn it you took that away from me <laughs> um, <laughs> um let's see let's see let's see oh, man okay uh i think my favorite oh i know what it is um uh gosh l- let me look it up here it's it is called um Matt, if it was your favorite, you'd be able to think about it. Well, I'm, I'm having a blank right now. Um, <laughs> it is called Unexplainable. Unexplainable. Yeah. <clears throat> there we go. And what is one way you like to take care of yourself? Um, oh, uh, absolutely. Every day, taking the first two hours of every day, um, you know, for mindfulness, gratitude, exercise, um, and just really being in the moment before I prime my day. Love it. What time do you wake up? Uh, it varies anywhere between six and eight o'clock in the morning. Kind of depends on what what needs to get done that day and what my schedule is. There we go. There we go. I like it. I I always love to hear entrepreneurs kind of uh live a normal life, if that makes yeah. sense, instead of like getting up at three a.m. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I I've I've I tried to live by that adage before, and it just doesn't work. You know, I. I, one of the the number one things that I believe in is, is, um, is I need enough sleep. So if I'm up a little later the, the night before, I always make sure I get seven and a half hours of sleep. Yep. So if I go to bed a little earlier and I can get up early, that's fine. But, um, you know, you can't burn the candle at both ends and expect to be on fire forever. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree. I, I started, I was like, it would be ideal to wake up at five because you just have so much time in the morning, like just uninterrupted no distractions. But then I was like, but then I really need to be in bed by nine. And that sounds less fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, I don't know yeah. if I'm willing to make that sacrifice yet. Success <laughs> is often about subtraction, not addition. I don't know yeah. if I'm subtracting that quite yet. <laughs> um, what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it too? Usually it's meet the person you need to meet, but I think Napoleon Hill and Earl Nightingale are both dead. Am I correct? Yep. So they're enthusiasts. How could you meet with them and corral with them and discuss their concepts and idea ideas with them? So, so sorry, say, ask that again. What is one action step you can take right now to meet the enthusiasts of Earl Nightingale and Napoleon Hill? Mm, okay. Um, well, Bob Proctor just recently passed too. Um, so I think that would be uh Tony Robbins um who also I admire his work and that probably would be getting on one of his um I don't even know if he does in person events anymore um but uh you know going to one of his events taking taking that actually you know um Dr. Joe Dispenza 
um, has been, I've learned so much from his work and he has um, events that happen that I've been wanting to get to and meaning to get to, but just haven't taken the action uh, to do that. And so that would be just buying, finding out his next event and buying the darn ticket. There we go. Love it. (laughs) And now we're going to jump into our final series of questions. I didn't send these beforehand. So if you don't have an answer, totally okay. You can also just say, I don't know. Perfectly fine. Okay. And they also require a bit of pretext. So stick with me here. (laughs) A lot of people have come on the podcast and they've said that the catalyst that helps people change from having a fixed mindset, not willing to accept help and not willing to accept change to having a growth mindset, being willing to accept help and being willing to accept change. The catalyst that helps people make that switch is a personal choice that happens after either extreme inspiration or extreme desperation. Do you agree, disagree, have anything to add or subtract? 100% 100% agree. Um, the, uh, you you very rarely do anything that is um, that includes huge behavioral change in life um, unless you have no other choice or you feel like you have no other choice. Um, so that's why you always hear the successes of these huge people started shortly after they, you know, were were, were homeless or almost died or, you know, whatever it is in their life. So I 100% agree. There we go. So given the same amount of extreme inspiration or extreme desperation, why do you think some people make the choice to change and others don't? The pain is not intense enough. Mm. I love it. The pain is not intense enough. And it's so... It's so strange to say that because you'll have people who have a near death experience and don't change their ways. And then you'll have people that like get fired and become billionaires. Like it's just such a wide spectrum. And I really think a lot of it comes down to like, actually, it's going to be this next question. So I'm just going to ask the next question. Okay. Um, Some people need a smaller amount of desperation or inspiration to change and others need a larger, more consistent amount. What do you think establishes that threshold and can it be influenced? Um, so, you know, we're all either motivated, you know, so your desperation and inspiration is is really another word for pain or pleasure. Um, you know, so what is it that, you know, some people are more motivated by pleasure than they are pain. Um, but overall, pain is the bigger motivator um, because, you know, you could, you could absolutely have a major addiction for Twinkies that are downstairs in the kitchen and you want one so bad, but you're just so comfortable right now. And then you're going to think about how bad do you really want that Twinkie because you don't want to get up. But if the couch was on fire, you wouldn't think about it, right? Um, and so I think the the difference between that is, is either the level of pain that you're running away from or the level of reward that you're running to. So if you begin to run towards something and that inspiration and you find yourself puttering out, then you haven't um, established, you know, like they say, your bigger why, right? Or that bigger inspiration, the one that's going to keep you going no matter what, um, or you haven't experienced that deepest pain that has caused the trauma to where you were just like, I am never going to do that again. And then you begin to do, have the experience or the behavioral change. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think makes people put meaning 
on certain amounts of pain or certain amounts of pleasure. Because like I said, somebody can get fired and become a billionaire. And you see some people almost die three times and they're just like still doing the same old, same old, like slinging dope and messing with people with guns, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think it's uh, like, I'll give an example. My, my neighbor over here, he's a uh, 78 year old vet, um, Vietnam. He's native American. Um, and, and by all standards, he is one badass mofo and he has faced death so many times. The stories that he shared have been absolutely amazing. Um, you know, but he kind of looks at it as like, well, that's, you know, well, there's just no TP in heaven big enough for me. That's what he says. And, you know, so it's all on how you view it. You might feel like, well, you know what? I just wasn't supposed to die. It's not my time. When it's my time, I'll go. And so if you have that kind of nonchalant attitude towards it, um, you know, which you would think if somebody almost died, they wouldn't. But if you had that nonchalant attitude towards it, um, you know, the, the the changes that you need to make aren't going to happen. There we go. And we got one last question for you. So in Atomic Habits, for this question, keep in mind a person who has a really fixed mindset, they're not willing to accept help, and they're not willing to accept change. In Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about the four laws of changing your behavior. And the laws are make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. Just a little side note here. I ask this question every podcast. I'm doing a lot of advertising for James Clear. I think he should endorse my podcast. That being said. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> those are the four laws with that context in mind and the avatar. We just, I just told you to kind of keep in your head. How can we, you and I create an environment that makes it more obvious, more attractive, more easy, and more satisfying for that avatar to make the choice that will change their life. Set yourself up for success. Um, so <clears throat> what do I mean by that? So I received some criticism uh, years ago because I was, I was never, I've never been unhealthy, but um, I'm a little bit overweight, right? And I could always be better. And I used to be, I used to be really fit back when I was young, but then I had a, I had a, a back injury that kind of took me out of the whole thing. But I was so obsessed with building my business and being successful and getting that business to a certain point where I said, you know what? I'm not going to focus on my health, my physical health until I reach this milestone, which in my mind and in my life was priority number one, right? And so people are like, well, well, you know, that's not cool because you need health and do all those things. But I was setting myself up for success because I knew that for me to get back into the habit of exercising and eating right and everything, I had to overcome the trauma that I experienced of injuring my back while I was lifting and exercising. So there was a lot there that I would have to unpack and overcome. Now, setting myself up for set for success is like, I'm, it's not that I'm not ever going to do it, but I know that I need to, in my mind, reach these goals in my business and I want to make it as easy as possible. So let's say I was a smoker too, right? And I said, well, I'm going to build a million dollar business. I'm going to fix my marriage. I'm going to uh, quit smoking. I'm going to go vegan and I'm going to exercise, right? Well, that's not setting yourself up for success. That is setting yourself up for failure. So if you want to set yourself up, 
you know, like I forget what the four things were, but if you want to set yourself up for success to be able to achieve the life that that avatar is desiring, put down all of the priorities in your life. What is that number one priority? Okay. And focus on that and view them as milestones. And then you set up your life for that, okay? Um, because once you begin to get in the habit of building that and achieving that goal, before you even 100% achieve it, you'll feel good because success feels good along the way. And then you'll be like, you know, I think I feel strong enough because that's the biggest thing people need to take, uh, uh, you know, um, um kind of like their own temperature of, do I feel strong enough to take on this other challenge too, while still having not completely achieved this challenge? So it's all about self-awareness um, and forgiving yourself and being easy on yourself. So set yourself up for success. Look at your environment. Does this help me get to where I'm going or is it keeping me from go from where I'm going? And in my example, not working out every day um, or going to the gym four times a week was not keeping me from achieving, you know, a seven figure company. So in my mind, it made sense to put that off and, and focus all of my energy on the number one goal. I hope that made sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, that made perfect sense. I think setting people up for success and setting yourself up for success is key to um, facilitating that choice. Yep. Well, awesome. Matt, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Uh, <clears throat> no. Um, if anybody wants to learn more about me, you can go to mattaponte.com. Um, Matt, A-P-O-N-T-E.com. Um, I, I post pretty regularly on Instagram. Uh, and, uh, I'm sure that link is in the show notes below as well. Um, but, uh, no, you know, I, the, the, the biggest thing I think I want to share with people is, is that you have everything inside of you to do whatever it is that you want to do, or you have been trying to do all along. And, you know, so stop looking outside of you for that one opportunity or that one perfect person or that one, whatever it is to give yourself enough reason to take that leap, to make that growth, to achieve that success, because everything that you have is inside of you, you just have to find it. Um, and uh, once you start doing that work, then your whole world opens up to you. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Well, Matt, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. It was a great, great conversation. Of course. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Matt had to say, all the ways to contact him will be down in the show notes below. Go ahead and get your auto suggestion that you need to be doing queued up and get it going and get it ready. As we always ask, shoot this podcast over to one to three people, you know, need to hear this message. Go ahead and give us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.